All right, week three, we're talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, week one, we actually uh, preached out of Romans chapter eight, uh, talking about who we are in Christ and understanding that we are the righteousness of Christ and understanding that we are adopted into the family of God and that he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness and he has brought us into his wonderful kingdom of light. And because we are sons and daughters, we have rights and authority in him. And because of that, we can believe and trust in the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct our lives. Week two, we talked about how the Holy Spirit speaks to us in that still, small voice, but we have to learn how to recognize which voice we're listening to. Are we listening to the voice of our head? Are we listening to the voice of shame? Or are we listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit that wants to lead and guide our lives? And so if you were missing the last couple weeks, please, I say this all the time, but go download the podcast. The last couple weeks have really been just what we would consider foundational, foundational, foundational material for your life, foundational material that we believe as a church. And so today, we're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit helps us to see clearly. And we're going to talk about it in three different aspects. Number one is this, how the Holy Spirit sometimes can be overexposed in life, sometimes how the Holy Spirit can be underexposed in life, and then how the Holy Spirit can be correctly exposed in our lives. Uh, if you got a Bible, uh, go with me, or if you got a smart uh, phone or device, open it up, go to the Bible app where we have it on the screen for you today. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 through 25, and it says this, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your life. Jesus said, listen, I got to go back home, but I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. Why does Jesus send us the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus knows he's a man and he's just one man and he can't guide and direct everybody's lives for, you know, the course of how long the earth is going in our lives today. And so he says, I got to go back home. I got to go back to the Father, but I'm going to send who? The Holy Spirit to come and to guide and direct your life. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Your sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just as opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite than the sinful nature. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out good intentions. Okay? But when you're directed by the Holy Spirit, you're not under the law of the obligation of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, results in this, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfishness, that's me, outbursts of anger, in Jesus' name, uh, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, it produces what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, where there is no law against these things. Nobody's getting mad at people in the world that are loving people. Nobody's getting mad at people in the world that are full of self-control. Nobody's getting mad at people in the world that's full of goodness and faithfulness and joy and peace. And verse 24 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed their passions and desires of their sinful nature, his cross, and crucified them there. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, but when someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord, there is freedom. We just experienced it in the house. When the spirit of God comes into the house, where the spirit of the Lord is, what do we feel? We feel freedom. We feel joy. 
We feel peace in the presence of God. We feel loved and encouraged and supported. We feel like the things that are impossible aren't impossible. Why? Because the Spirit of God is connecting with our spirit. Just like it says in Romans chapter 8, because we are sons and daughters, His Spirit connects with our spirit and it affirms us and assures us that we are sons and daughters of the Most High. Verse 18. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we change into his glorious image. So let's take the first topic, okay? Holy Spirit being overexposed. Have you ever seen a picture that was overexposed? Just way too much light comes into the picture. And when a picture is overexposed, you can't clearly see and make out what that picture is or what that picture is supposed to be. And I believe that there's times in life where we overexpose, not by God, but by man and by religion, we overexpose the Holy Spirit, and there's too much light. And so Paul is talking about what? He's talking about a veil that's being taken away. When those who come to the Lord, the veil is taken away. What is he talking about? He's talking about the religious law of Moses, the veil being stripped away so that we could see that we are now in grace under Jesus Christ. This is what Paul is talking about. Man always wants to take God and put him in a box. Man always wants to control God. Man always wants to control the flow of God. Man always wants to control how God moves or when God moves or why God would move. It's what? Religion. It's just a different veil. But Paul is talking about this in Romans chapter 8, verse 1. He says, Now there is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus, because you belong to him. The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of our weak, sinful nature. So God did what the law couldn't do. He sent his son in a body like our bodies, our sinful bodies. And God declared an end over sin's control by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sin. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Zach. You better get excited about that. This is what Jesus has done for you. This is the picture that he wants you to see of yourself every day. But this is this picture that we struggle with every day. We wake up and we look in the mirror and we see doubt and confusion and fear. And we see all of our failure. But Jesus wants us to wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, I am a son of the Most High. My father is well pleased with me. My father sent his son to die for me so that I could have life. Life today, life tomorrow, life. This is the veil. Religion always makes you feel condemned, right? Religion always makes you feel like you need the religion. I'm stuck. I'm tied to the religion because I feel condemned. And I need you to make me feel better. 
People get so frustrated with me when I counsel them, okay? Because they want answers. And I'm like, I'm not going to give you answers. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you to do what? I'm going to tell you to go get into the presence of God. I'm going to tell you to get into the word of God. I'm going to tell you to go spend time with Jesus. And I'm going to tell you to figure out what is Jesus saying to you. And then I'm going to take what Jesus is saying to you. And I'm going to affirm with you that this is what God wants for your life. But I'm not going to tell you what to do because I don't want you tied to me. I am not Jesus. I'm not your God. This isn't just some religion. This is us as Jesus followers. The word Christian in the Workmeister family house is just not a good word. We don't talk about the word Christian because I think the word Christian is just flippantly thrown around all the time. We talk about the word Jesus followers. We are followers of Jesus Christ. And so sometimes religion wants to overexpose the word of God and we get a wrong picture of what God is trying to show us. And because we feel condemned, we feel what? Like I was talking about, we feel shame. Okay? And some of us walk in here today, and we have a lot of old shame. Okay? When I'm reading out of the book of Galatians, I'm like, man, that is my life to, do, to my past. Wild parties, drunkenness, fighting, hostility, jealousy, anger. Man, when I came to Jesus, I came with not a little bag of sin. I came with a truckload of sin. And I was like, here you go, God. Okay? And I have a lot of junk in my past, but I don't really deal with that a whole lot. But you might, you might be still fighting with all of your past and all the things of your past and the guilt and the shame that comes with that. But there's also this thing that I call what is called new shame, okay? Because that's what I feel a lot, okay? I feel a lot of shame sometimes as a husband because as a husband, it's my job to communicate correctly with my wife, just like I didn't do correctly this morning, Okay? I mean, this morning, I struggle with this all the time, harsh voice tones, okay? And, and my wife is a words person. She gobbles up words. Like, words are life to her. Words are like gummy bears to her, okay? You know what I mean? Just like yummy gummy bears, you know? And, 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 and I'm not really a words person. And, and, and when I'm just frustrated in the moment or how I feel in the moment, a lot of times that's how it comes out of my mouth. And I'll direct something to her that I really don't mean, but it comes out wrong. And so I feel a lot of shame a lot about the husband that I am. Or I feel a lot of shame about the dad that I am. You know, the other day I was just driving to my son Michael's uh, basketball thing, and the Lord said this to me. He said, can you just enjoy your son? Can you just enjoy that he plays basketball? Can you just enjoy being a dad and being proud of him? Can you just enjoy? What's the issue? I always feel like there's something correcting me. So what do I do? I project it on my boys. And then guess what? I feel shameful that I'm the dad. That, you know, <laughs> we were in a game and he scored 18 points. And I'm yelling at him about not getting a rebound. See, I got junk just like you got junk. 
And I feel shame just like you feel shame. Or I feel shame, like, let's take people, you know. I, I feel this constant need to make sure that you all are happy. And that people are happy. And that people like us. And that people want to come here. And people want to experience what God's doing here. And when we feel guilt and shame, man, it isolates us from the Holy Spirit. And we go inside and we try to figure out how can I internalize this and how can I get better and how can I do this. And the reality is you can't do anything but just trust in the Lord and allow him to work it out of you. It's his grace and his strength. Number two is this. The Holy Spirit gets underexposed. Underexposed. Meaning this. Uh, let's go back to that verse. Verse 8 says this. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. And the Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. Okay? People say this to me all the time. I'm not under law. I'm under grace. How many of you have heard that before? I am not under law. I'm under grace. What is that person really saying to me? They're saying this. I like my life, and I don't want you to tell me how to change it. I like what I'm doing. I like who I am. I like my, you know, whatever I'm doing in life, and I don't want anything to change. So I'm not under law. I'm under grace, and because I'm under grace, then I can do whatever I want to do because I'm under grace. What is this? And this is something that I am fighting tooth and nail as a leader, as a pastor, as your friend, to wrestle with and to get a healthy understanding of this because I feel like we're in a generation of this hyper grace. Hyper grace. Hyper grace that says, because I'm under grace, I don't have to change. Because I'm under grace, I get to be whoever I want to be. Because I'm under grace, God loves me and nothing needs to really change in my life and I'm just under grace. But when I read that verse, when I read verse 8, and it says this, when the veil has been removed, it helps me to reflect the glory of God. And God is helping me to become more and more and more like him. So what does grace really do? What is the truth about grace? I look at grace and I say grace does this. It empowers me to look to act to be like Jesus. That's what grace is for. Grace helps me to look at the life of Jesus and the life that he lived when he was on the earth and go, you know what? Through God's grace and through his strength, I can look, act, be just like Jesus was. I can look and smell and talk and flow just like the Lord did. When he was on the earth. And because I'm under grace, I am forgiven. Okay? Let's, let's make sure we all understand that clearly today. Because you are under grace, you are forgiven. That's a great feeling. Now, you might not totally believe it. That's a whole other question. You might go, yeah, I'm forgiven. But, man, did you see what I did last night? You know, or you know, what I did last week. And no, you are forgiven. You are under God's grace. 
But God's grace and the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit, is there to help you to become more and more like Jesus. So the other day, um, I decided I'm going to be completely transparent and honest because I want people to understand who I am and where I'm at in life. And so uh, there's a show, it was called uh, Snowfall on FX, and it's about, it's like based out of the 80s, and anything with the 80s, like I'm always like super interested because I love the culture of the 80s, the music of the 80s, like I love it. And so I decided like I missed the show, so I went online the other day and I looked up Snowfall, and, and I'm in the middle of watching Snowfall, and the Holy Spirit's like, son, why are you watching this? Son, this is not glorifying me. Son, this is not helping you to become more and more like me. Now, the reality is I have a flesh just like you have a flesh. And my flesh wants what the flesh wants. Doesn't your flesh just want to wild out sometimes? You know what I mean? Like, Somebody cuts you off in the, on the road, and you're like, Lord Jesus, I'm going to prison today. You know, today's the day. I am going to jail. And you can ask Jess, you know, because I will follow somebody, okay? I don't, I don't know why, but and I, don't even, and I don't even know what I'll do when I get there, to be honest with you, okay? But I will follow somebody like I'm going to do something, you know what I mean? Why? Because I got a flesh. You got flesh. We all got flesh, but that's the Holy Spirit's job is to take our flesh and go, you know what? We're going to subject it under the word of God. We're going to subject it to grace. And through the grace of God, through his strength, I can overcome this. I can overcome the world. And I can live in the victory that God wants me to live in through his grace and strength. And you can too. That's what grace and strength is there for. Lastly, when the Holy Spirit is correctly exposed, Galatians tells us when the Holy Spirit has its proper place in our life, this is what happens. It produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And my favorite verse, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, verse 24 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus. I belong to Christ Jesus. I belong. I belong. You belong. You belong. You have been adopted and brought into the family. He loves you. He's proud of you. You know what I love about forgiveness? Now I don't understand it. Is how he can look at our lives and not see our past. Because of grace, he can look at us and go, I don't see that. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I love that I belong to Christ Jesus. But those who belong to Christ Jesus has nailed their passions and their desires for the sinful nature to his cross and crucified it with him. When I give the Holy Spirit the proper place in my life, the Holy Spirit helps me to take my passions and my desires for the things of the world and nail them to the cross with Jesus so that I can walk away from the cross free. 
so I can walk away from the cross redeemed, so I can walk away from the cross with confidence. Could you imagine if you were full and confident of the Holy Spirit, what your life would look like? Could you imagine? Could you imagine your conversations at work? Could you imagine your conversations with the cashier at the store you go to? Can you imagine the conversations with your friends? Can you imagine life being full of the Holy Spirit and knowing you're forgiven and that you can give that same grace that God has given to you to somebody else? Man. So powerful. Why did the Holy Spirit come in Acts chapter 2? And I believe it's totally this. To empower believers. The Holy Spirit comes to bring power. The Holy Spirit comes to comfort. The Holy Spirit comes to let you know about the future. The Holy Spirit comes to guide your life. And I was, and I was praying last night, and the Lord was like, just think about the believers in that day and time. Believing in Jesus was life and death. It wasn't a game. It was, if I believe in Jesus, I can lose my life for this. So guess what? You better be full of the Holy Spirit. You better know what the Holy Spirit's telling you. You better know where to go. But I want to say something today. I believe it is life and death today for you and for me also. Because I know what the word says. And I know what Matthew 24 says. In Matthew 24, those are, there are people who are crying out to the Lord on their way to hell. And they're going, Lord, I did this in your name. Lord, I prophesied in your name. I preached in your name. I spoke in your name. And the Lord looks at them and says, I don't even know you. You need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit to help me nail my passions and desires to the cross so that I can live in the victory and life that Jesus has for all of us. The Holy Spirit is there to empower you. Why don't you stand up with me today? I wrote this down. Jesus wants all your shame. He wants to take it all. Shame is just so crippling. And shame hurts. And shame leaves you confused. And shame just leaves you in a really rough place. Jesus wants it. Jesus also wants your passions and desires for the sinful nature. Things that we all struggle with, things that we all have, moments that we're all fighting with. Um, I would feel mortified if I took all of my <laughs> wrong thoughts and desires and passions and threw them up on the screen. But ultimately, what does Jesus want? He wants to fill you with strength, He wants to fill you with grace to be when I look out and I see your faces I see you like Jesus sees you not as who you are 
but as what Jesus sees you. So when I, when I see faith, I just see Jesus smiling at faith all the time because Jesus is so proud of you, faith. And he loves you. And you're his daughter. And I see a dad, that, a heavenly father that just wants to pour out goodness. When I look at you, I look at all of you, I just see heaven going, I want you to live in this understanding of who you are. Not in this understanding of shame. Not in this understanding through your sinful desires and passions. I want you to live through me and my strength. I want you to know what it feels like to be on the other side. And that's when my grace comes. That's when my strength comes.
every eye closed, if you're in here and you go, I've just been struggling with passions and desires and I need grace. I need grace. Throw your hand up. My hand is up. My hand is up. Throw your hand up. Come on. Hallelujah. Father, we release grace. Father, we release grace. Release grace. Release the Holy Spirit to lead and God and direct our thoughts. Let the let the fire of the Holy Spirit just consume those thoughts. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit consume those desires. Allow the Holy Spirit to fill, fill your soul. Hallelujah. 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 